Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Greetings from Tel Aviv, everybody. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Thanks to Craig for filling in while I made uh, the trek yesterday. So I got in this morning. I got in 7 a.m. time Tel Aviv. So that would be midnight for us in Indianapolis. I'm seven hours ahead as we speak and got to where I'm staying in, in Tel Aviv. And and uh, so far, I've spent over $500 cigar on cigars and I got crapped on by a bird. Both those things did happen in the few hours that I've been in Tel Aviv. The skies are are blue. And what's fascinating about this city, I mean, you're talking about a full-on metropolitan, international city. You can actually hear the the, the horns and everything else uh, in, in in the background there. It's life is normal here, which is, I think, for a lot of people, kind of hard to fathom. How in the world do you have life as normal? when you're at war and their answer is what are we supposed to do we've got the soldiers on it but businesses have to be run lives have to be taken care of people still need to go to a grocery store and even in tel aviv you hear about people starting to do more nighttime activities nightlife activities now tel aviv is also where they have some of the protests not only do they constantly have those people demanding the release of the hostages right people you and i would very very much like but they also have people who want to engage in the politics of of israel from what i am told uh, just as anecdotally it is a minority of the country they're just very vocal and they come to Tel Aviv and they and they kind of try and take over the, the, the downtown downtown of Tel Aviv and block traffic to try and have changes made uh, to this government, which is right now, uh, so we know it, a unity government. So when people say, you know, Netanyahu, right wing government, that, that that's that's not accurate by any stretch of the imagination. This is a unity government because they're dealing with this terrorist organization, Hamas. Now. When Hamas is destroyed, and that is certainly the hope, um, then things will change, and then they'll go back to elections because it's it's Israeli politics. It's it's completely insane. They'll go back to that, and uh, you can rest assured that Netanyahu will be out because that's that's exactly how it's it's going to go. Um, once this is done, they're going to look at him and say, "How could you have allowed this to happen under?" Your watch. Now, that's my take on it. I have been uh, clear about this and I haven't changed. What I can tell you is that everywhere you go, there are reminders. Uh, bring them home now, uh, those signs. When you're in the airport, Ben Gurion Airport is the name of the airport, and you're walking down this, this ramp to get to customs and show your passport, it is nothing but photos of all the hostages. Release him now. Release her now. It's a couple. Release them now. That's all you see. Just lining this this walkway, this 
kind of ramp. It's a pretty wide ramp uh, as, as you're walking down. The reminders are everywhere. This is a very, very unified country when it comes to taking out Hamas. A very unified country when it comes to taking out Hamas. And, and I have not seen anything yet that would change that. Now, I'm curious as to how much some of my conversations in Tel Aviv are going to go because more international city. I, I, I'm not kidding. There's a, there's an actually a, a very, I'm not going to say palpable, but I noticed the level of China influence that's here. Chinese made cars on the roads. I actually saw a Chinese flag flying. Now, maybe it was the Chinese embassy and I didn't quite understand it because I, I did go by the British embassy. But I thought it was it was odd. There's also an interesting Russian uh, kind of thing going on here. One of the th- their Uber is called Get G E T T, and then they've got another one which is Russian owned. And I'm not downloading that app. No chance. No how. I am not getting the all need. It's just not happening. That that's a verb is pretty gross. But you know exactly what I'm talking about. So how things are seen here in Tel Aviv could be a very different conversation than how things are seen north of here in a place called Akko, which I will be in, uh, down uh, near Gaza where these attacks took place, where I am scheduled to be as well. So first glance, first look, first blush, a totally unified country in wanting to take out Hamas. The leftists of America don't represent anything except the very worst of humanity. Uh, I have some very good cigars I, gosh, I hope I get them through customs. And yes, got crapped on by a bird. <laughs> I have more updates uh, coming, guys. Uh, my thanks uh, to Craig and Carl and everybody. More updates, of course, will be available at WIBC.com. Craig, it's all you. Thank you very much, uh, Tony Katz. Uh, man, that was cool to hear him say all that and to give us that description of the unity of Israel because of how important it is for us to understand how adamant they are that ceasefire is not an option and that the destruction of a terrorist organization that wants to take the lives of everyone in Israel is a must. That is something the people of Israel want. That is something their leaders want. That's something that our leaders at times seem not to understand. All right, quick break, a lot more. Craig Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Matt and Carl hanging out as they do every single morning. Matt Bear, you were just talking about this yesterday, and Wendy's seems to have apologized directly to you, I think is what's happening here. Uh, Wendy's said that they will not increase prices, even though people thought they were going to do dynamic pricing because they told us they were going to do it. That would raise prices at, like, you know, high um, traffic times. They're only going to lower prices when nobody's there. That's what they're saying right now. Hey, how was how was the statement worded exactly? Did, did they say we're not we're not going to do this or? Uh, uh, let me see. Beginning we're, we're as early as 2025, we will begin testing more enhanced features like dynamic pricing and day part offerings, along with AI enabled menu changes and suggestive selling. 
Wendy's will not implement surcharge prices, uh, which is the practice of raising prices when demand is highest. We don't use that phrase, nor do we plan to implement that practice. Okay, why not just say that in the beginning? Because somebody would have had to have said to somebody writing the statement or making yes. the statement, making the decision, hey, this is going to freak people out, and this could be bad for business if they're expecting to have higher prices during lunch hour, breakfast, or, or peak travel times. You know, yes. So why not just say that in the beginning? It makes me believe that there might be some reservation or some way still be able to do this despite this. I love Wendy's, man. I can't get out of there for under 20 bucks. I never have. Sure. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's delicious. I want no, all no. the Wendy's. Yeah, but... we're not, I, who knows if there are spots? I'm not right. bashing them at all. Well, I'm, the I'm just best. saying that. I'm just saying that because I love Wendy's and I just like to tell the world. I mean, that's that's my okay. thing, you know. I'm saying it for any sort of check they want to send oh, me okay. at some point. Yeah, okay. you know. Yeah, no. But I, I will say this, man. It's so funny you say it that way because absolutely, I think they tested the waters as to whether or not they could raise some prices during high traffic times. They saw a huge backlash, and they're like, "We never meant to say that. How dare you guys ever accuse us of that?" But that was the first step toward the dynamic pricing. And then I'm sure the AI will break a little bit and accidentally raise prices once in a while. That'll happen. They'll come out with another apology. And then eventually, yeah, now we're just going to make prices higher. Yeah, the AI is going to start serving Whoppers. It's just going <laughs> to get a glitch in, in the next. Hey, listen, I, I'm i just not totally confident that this is a, somebody's not going to try and do this. There's too right. much money to be made. And yes. once you have somebody in the drive-thru, you got them. Have you been in a Starbucks drive-thru? Of course you have. Um, yes, I have. Once you're in, you aren't getting out. Get no. backing out of that thing. You're, you're boxed in with like a curb on one side and right. in the building on the other. So yeah. once you're in the drive-through, you have committed to eating there. Well, and actually, I'll tell you, since I'm married, the wife is usually in the car when I go to Starbucks. I'm not much of a coffee drinker. She is, so I'm not getting out because of her as well. Because if I get into the line <laughs> right. at Starbucks, I'm getting her a coffee. There's no way that ends without her having a coffee. Well, it's it's a, a, it's a great point. I right. mean, it, it really is. So if, yes. if I'm a CEO of a fast food chain, yeah, I, I tested out. I the thing and everything about uh-huh. I'm, I'm still setting this over here for yeah, a exactly. later day and that's just i i mean i i can't <laughs> on one hand i think it's very skeezy on the other hand you know i can't blame them it's their business right. do with it what you want no i'm not i'm not buying it i'm not paying for that food if it's more expensive although i don't know if we <laughs> notice i you know whenever you buy food at the airport it hits you how ridiculously expensive it is there but you also have no options you're like i'm gonna buy this 45 dollar hamburger because i just i can't not uh you know eat before I get on this plane, you it's, know, it's a similar version of that. Well, well, help me at the at the airport. Just just no more Bloody Marys. <laughs> those, <laughs> things, those things are already twenty bucks by the time you get done yeah. with tip. You know, yeah. you cut out the Bloody Marys, but then how do you fly? I, you I know, don't know. you said something earlier in the show, and then drinking at the airport reminded me of it. I want to know why you got kicked out of Purdue, but it doesn't have to be on the air. At some point off the air, you can tell me if you want to, but I'd love to know, because I think you said that earlier in the show. Yeah, uh, the, the reference I was making, yeah, uh, getting kicked out in 1998 after a couple of years, uh, yes. because we were talking about the leap year babies going yes. on the cruise. And nice, then I nice said, way to reset. Yeah, and just trying to, you know, my niche group would be Purdue University kids that were kicked out in 1998. We form a Facebook group. <laughs> um, what happened? Well, what happened was, I, I, was, I mean, I'll say it. I mean, I'd like to uh, save this for a Sobriety Pod, our the podcast oh. ride Hedrick and I oh, do. But, no, then, then tease well, it. Well, you, yeah, you have yeah, a podcast out there. It's great. Tease it. Yeah, Don't give it, us all of it. Well, I'll tell you this. I was irresponsible. Uh, th- ah. That's that's all there was to it. And I was going to college not to go to college and go to class. Sure. I was going to party and to escape the life that I was in at the moment. You know, So sure. when I went to Purdue... 
fabulous university. I will go to my grave saying Purdue University is one of the best in the country with engineering, the agriculture, and the flight school. Amazing place to be. Yeah. And, and I totally peed it away. I, I really I did. Will. So that's what that's what it was. And, I, and I'll get into the details with that sobriety. Sure, yeah, no. Some I, point, I, I supporting have, sobriety in all podcasting stations now. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you uh, dive into the podcast thing in just a second. We're gonna talk about that more. But I'll tell you that I partied a lot at Purdue, and I understand how that could happen um, because I had some buddies that went there too. Uh, but tell me more about the podcast. I know you just launched it. I know you guys have been putting up a few episodes of it. It's you, and then it's John Henrik, Hedrick, right? Uh, it's Ryan Hedrick, and you oh, will that, hear Ryan, him sorry. coming up at 7.30 this morning. He are, is our new uh, morning Sports anchor. I for, uh, yeah, morning anchor, and I forgot the term morning anchor. Um, and, and he's absolutely outstanding, and he's also in recovery as wow. I am. And he just has this really spiritual mind as far as helping people in recovery. And he, and he has spons- I don't want to get into too much of it because no, I, no, I don't want okay. to, we call it taking their inventory, but, but Ryan's, I'm blessed to work with him, but we have this podcast for people that have helped people out like us. Um, the, the, the mothers, the fathers, the wives, all the people that we put through hell. Um, we want sure. to give them options. We want to, um, wow. help bring them, Wow. To a place where they can help their addict and alcoholic, and that's the point of the podcast. And you can find that at Apple. You can find that at Spotify. And the the goal is here to help. And it's kind of for me and Ryan and I talk about this a lot. It's kind of an amends, a living amends I'm making. Like, okay, I put you guys through this, so maybe I can give a little back by doing this. That's, sure. that's what it is. And what's the name of it? One more time. Supporting sobriety, and you can find us on Twitter at sobriety underscore pod. If How many uh, episodes have you guys done? We've done seven. Um, seven around. We are taping the eighth, and we're going to be talking about Narcan. Oh, wow. And okay. it's a, yeah, it's a life-saving drug, and it's one yep. that I believe that should be in everybody's pocket if, if sure. you can. And that's that's just me, man. I'm, I'm, not, be, I'm not being critical when I say that, but I, I think people should have Narcan. i got to be honest. I just have one more question. How much crying? Are you guys opering each other on, on this podcast <laughs> on a daily basis? Is there a lot of weeping? Is there a Actually, lot of like, hugging? It, it, there is, but that's not okay. on tape. Um, okay, it, okay. it will be on tape, I'm sure, at some point. Good. Because, Good. I mean, we leave it out there. I mean, if yeah. we're going to do it, we have to be honest. And right. It, it's pretty easy for me me to be honest because i spent 40 years of my life lying to everybody so now wow. it's 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 my chance to kind of yes. reverse course and just say this is the way it is and, and i and i say some really embarrassing things you know and that's that's well, all right i'm okay it with happens it. yeah, yeah well, no I, I i get it man um i would love a end of the show amount of bro hugs that occurred you can just update us like how many bro hugs how many bro taps like on the shoulder tap thing like i get you man that kind of stuff because yeah. i feel like you guys are building a pretty amazing friendship through a through a podcast, so I'm assuming there's hugging. We we are, and okay. it, we we really do support each other. And the feedback awesome. we're getting from the community and listeners is just, I mean, I, I'm so humbled right now cool. that, that somebody would actually um, listen to this and use it. And that's that's the uh, well, that's the blessing, Craig. That's the reward, right there. All that really stuff. Uh, all that I know we're we're talking about this a little longer than maybe you expected, but all that stuff uh, to me is is something that everyone thinks they battle alone. And it takes people who are willing to have these conversations publicly for those who are battling it to realize they're not alone. And there's, you know, a path to get out of it if you're if you're in it and you can hear how other people did it. Well, you said it yourself. There's no path alone when it comes to recovery. 
You right. you just can't do it alone. I can't stay sober alone. And for somebody to help me, they needed help as well. I mean, there are so many questions, and, and sometimes they require just going to Google and Googling what are signs that my teenager might be an addict. You know, I mean, sure. if you talk to somebody or have a conversation, it is so much more talking to a living human being and not an AI or anything else. And I know with the podcast, you're just listening, but, you know, with the community, you know, you can tweet us. We can message each well, other. We can talk to each other, help each other, and support yeah. each other. That's, that's uh, what the idea is. I'll say one last thing, too, and this is just like sort of a, a point I've always thought on radio and podcasting. Anything where it's just the voice, you can't see the face, you're not asking for, you know, clicks and subscribes and all that crap that exists out there. And some of those places, at least with like the YouTube videos and whatnot, uh, the thing that's more intimate about it is that it's just the message. Uh, right. it's, it's, you know, simplified down to uh, this is my voice speaking these words into this microphone and you're hearing it and there's no other reason uh, to come to this place and get this information than the information itself. I think that's why radio and podcasting are the best platforms out there. I, I just, I'll never uh, not think that. So but, well uh, awesome, man. Yeah. What's that? Oh, so well said. Thank you. Greg. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Thank you very much. That. So yeah, no, check out Matt's podcast. I know I've been seeing some of the updates on Facebook too, uh, but it sounds like it's really, really great. Uh, you got some tra- whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Tony's in Israel, uh, and you heard from him once already today. I'm sure we have that up or will have that up as a podcast uh, at some point, and you'll probably hear it more. But Tony's going to keep giving us updates uh, from Israel on some of his reactions. Uh, The most impactful thing, and he said a lot of uh, cool stuff, just uh, set the scene for his experience day one there. Uh, But the most impactful thing he said is the unity of Israel. Uh, the people and their um, hatred of the terrorist group Hamas and their desire for Hamas to be removed from this planet. Uh, that country is in, in you know, kind of sort of a beautiful unity on that topic. And they want their leader, uh, the prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, to do whatever he can to prevent anything as horrific as what happened before. And also the many mentions of how there are still hostages and the people of Israel still want those people to be returned, uh, which is something that is often forgotten in a lot of news and media here in the United States. All right, let's talk about uh, the vice president who randomly has a Southern accent now in some of her interviews. Uh, This is one of two pieces of audio from the vice president. Here we go. (laughs) You know, I was recently with a bunch of um, faith leaders and I said, you know, (laughs) I I said to the the preachers who were there, you know, during announcements on Sunday at church, could could you perhaps ask people to stand up and say who got there? student loan um, forgiven because so many what, what, what is happening at the beginning there and then she shifts back out of it but the the pandering of this individual is at an all-time high it's almost like it's ingrained in her brain right like the the things she says the fortune cookies that seem like they were written by someone who is definitely not in the right frame of mind although fortune cookies oftentimes confuse but these are even worse and then also just the, the random accent thing happening there is strange. Also, there was this video that went viral about the vice president and I think um, uh, the first lady uh, deciding that they're going to be the people in charge of a brand new uh, focus of this administration. And some people have questions about it. Here first is the advertisement, I think, that the vice president put up on her Facebook page and social media pages about this. 
It is the honor of my life to have been elected as the first woman to be Vice President of the United States. And this November, we have a chance to do it again with your help. We need you. We need you to mobilize your daughters and sisters and friends and neighbors to help reelect Joe Biden uh -huh. as president yeah, yeah, yeah. and me as vice president. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do that. There is too much I don't at stake. I think we want to do this. November. We are fighting. All right, hold on. I, I talked over it. She said there's too much at stake for women this November. And JoeBiden.com slash women is the website. Uh, she's obviously, of course, talking about uh, abortion and access to abortion. And here's the problem. The awkward problem that so many, I think, are pointing out on social media, and I think the easiest way to say it is, what is a woman? Uh, a lot of the left has been debating and dealing with that very awkward question, including uh, saying whether or not men or, or people who can uh, have babies uh, are, are somehow men, or whether or not there's, there's women um, who can't have babies, et cetera, et cetera. It's a very confusing argument or very confusing attempt to appease the radical left of uh, their base of voters. And in the meantime, it's now going to fly in the face of this message of talking to people who want to uh, make sure to control a birth control or, or any sort of uh, abortion rights uh, by voting and trying to support women, daughters, et cetera, et cetera. I just thought that was interesting. I actually don't usually dabble in that topic all that much. I don't, I don't think it's as political as people make it. I think it's important. And I think protecting your children is something that every parent should care about and how exactly that looks. Um, absolutely is something that deserves a discussion. But by and large, I think that's just a distraction topic uh, to try to have the left paint the right as, as jerks or bad people or some sort of ist or, or phobic of something. And the right tries to say, we don't care about any of that. It, it doesn't matter to us. We're not trying to fight that fight. But if you're throwing it out every single day, we're going to give you our take on it. it. It feels like to me, it's a forced conversation with a design uh, to benefit Democrats with their, you know, far left people who think everybody who doesn't agree with it is, is a hateful person. Uh, but anyway, I just think it's so fascinating that they'd go as far as to create a women uh, page and a, a women message that's all about the things that, uh, I don't know, just recently they started to say we were getting all wrong. All right, quick break, a lot more. Craig Collins filling in, Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Uh, Matt and Carl hanging out as they do every single morning on this show. A 24-year-old guy in Nebraska was arrested for holding up a convenience store. He made an odd decision. And there's a couple reasons why he made an odd decision. Uh, but the dude had a Hostess Cinnamon Rolls box on a hand. Uh, the guy that he was holding up at a quick stop was afraid that inside the Cinnamon Roll box was a gun. Uh, so he gave him money. Uh, the guy later got arrested. And here's the weird part. He did have a gun, but it was just on his person. It wasn't in his hand. So he robbed a convenience store with a with a cinnamon roll box. 
but he did have a gun if he needed it. I guess if the guy didn't take the cinnamon roll box seriously enough. Uh, did he put it on TikTok? Before I don't, know. I don't, I don't see that yet. Uh, he doesn't seem like a very good criminal to me. Um, no. That, that maybe uh, you have your priorities out of line. I, I, I just can't imagine. Listen, this guy, What? how old is he? How old is uh, he's he? 24. Okay, he still has time to get his life straightened out. That's the good thing. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. That's what I'm excited for. Obviously, yeah. there's something going on here, uh, whether it be addiction or, or mental sure. health, that, he, that, yes. that he's not quite hooked up. But um, right. I, he, he got the money, he gets clicked, and uh, now he's going to go to jail. So hopefully he can you get know, himself straightened out a little bit. You know, I, I do think that maybe he was doing something that he thought was going to be like smart, because if you look at his um, um, the, the things he's going to be tried for, the robbery, the possession of controlled substance, there's also use of a deadly weapon in the commission of a felony. He's going to claim he didn't do that one. He's like, I was using the cinnamon roll box, guys. I was not using the gun. It was on me, but it wasn't in my hand. <laughs> I think he's going to try to go that road to be like, I didn't need it. He gave me the money with just the cinnamon roll box, people. Oh, I love the scales of justice. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the right. gun in my pocket, but I robbed you with a cinnamon roll box. Right. That's your yeah. fault. <laughs> that, that's on you. You gave me the money <laughs> with just the cinnamon roll box. That's what I think's happening. I think he's trying to have an ingenious defense for his crime. Uh, I don't know if it'll work, but I think that's the road I, he's I'm going. I'm sorry. This guy's Thomas Crown Affair, world's best <laughs> criminal. You know, he probably <laughs> stashed half his money under the bed, give the rest of it back, do a little bit of time, and you're good. Good to go. All right. You know yeah. what's so you know what's so funny about you saying that? He probably thinks he is. If I'm right about this and he did it on purpose, he's probably like, This is genius, man. I'm not gonna use the gun, but I have it. This is totally not the same thing. Don't take the gun out of your pocket. It's not even a crime. God bless him. Yeah. yeah it, it changes the whole uh, leave the gun, take the cannoli from the Godfather thing exactly. to take the take the cinnamon roll box. Um, is this the most 2024 story you've heard or the most, you know, like uh, the our, the sign of our times, I guess, is a better way to say it. Uh, Vice laid off a bunch of people, Vice Media, and they had a virtual town hall meeting where they were telling staff that they were uh, letting a bunch of them go. And it got flooded with um, thumbs down emojis. So they had to end the virtual meeting where they're firing people because they couldn't continue it because they were having too many thumbs down emojis being sent in. I, I don't know what that does. It's not going to help anybody get their job, but it was a way to disrupt the meeting uh, that's telling everybody you don't have a gig anymore. Well, it was replaced with a growing heart emoji. Oh, we're losing our jobs. <laughs> we're sorry. Right. I mean, you, you make your hiring and firing practices off emojis. I can't help you, Vice. Um, that's not really <laughs> sure. the way to do it. Why are they laying people off? Just staff cuts, more media yeah. layoffs? That kind of, okay. I think it's uh, all the media places that are losing jobs. As I say that, well, we all work in media. Uh, yeah. But yes, I think that's a problem. I came to work with trepidation, as I always do. Um, yeah, it, it, I pack up all my stuff when I show up each day, just in case. <laughs> I carry a stick and bindle. Yeah, somebody... I just leave it in a box on the side near my desk. Like, oh, is it today? All right. I'm ready to take the train home, but like the freight train, you know? Not, yeah. <laughs> the bus doesn't go Hey, right, man, man. You know? oh, I'm going to ride a bike the day home I get fired because i got to save money, man. I don't well, want to get on the train. That's it. And, and, yeah. but, but, but to your point, yeah, this is a 2024 story. I mean, you yes. know, everything. I mean, I started using emojis, and when I started... Stuff. When I started, I'm like, you know, using emojis isn't a very manly thing. You know, no. you know, and I'm sending guy friends, you know, heart emojis and things oh. like that. I was the guy who thought LOL mean, meant lots of love for the longest time. <laughs> I, I was that person. I know there's okay. a thousand of them out there, so I don't feel yeah. too bad about it. But yeah. I, I am still 
as somebody, you know, on the millennial extra border, I'm still not sure how to text message and social media, you know, and when to use emojis and things no, like that. No, it happens. That, you know? Yes, no, absolutely. That's fantastic. I saw one last one. I don't know if you drink, uh, is it kombucha or kombucha? How do you say it? Kombucha. Kombucha, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I think it's kombucha, yeah. Do you drink that at all? Uh, no, I think it's got a smidge of alcohol in it. Somebody told me that at least. Oh, God, okay. That, that makes sense. It doesn't. It doesn't? No. Okay. I'm thinking of vodka. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just a smidge of yeah, alcohol in vodka. Just, alcohol. just a little bit. You barely can taste it, man. I always, um, get, a, I always get confused. Carl, you, you drink this thing? Yeah, it um, supposedly gives you a, a clearer mind without giving you a caffeine boost. Right. And there's, there's organisms or something in it that make your gut healthier. I don't know. My wife has been trying very hard to get me to drink kombucha. That's why I'm talking about this at all. But I saw a story that I feel like I can bring up in a back and forth with her next time she asks if why I'm not drinking more of it. Apparently, it can explode in your fridge. Uh, this is real. It's rare. But I guess something inside of it sometimes mixes with other things inside of it. And all of a sudden, it can burst. Uh, which sounds ridiculous and dangerous. So I really think I have to stick to the soda and the barely any alcohol vodka. I, I think, but watch out what exploding drinks you put in your fridge. I ruined the whole fridge. <laughs> and, you know. Right. Right. Does this win me an argument with the missus guys or no? Never. No, okay. you, no, you, right. no you can't do that. I mean, you know, and if you do win, you still lose. I mean, that's, right. that's the way it goes. You're right, right about that. Take some traffic to save me from the rest of this. <laughs> it's been 15 years since I've been in a relationship, and I know that. Look at that East 